Hello, hello. Thanks for staying with the KDK9 show. I really appreciate it. Okay, the the question that I, t- I stumbled over before we went to break. We'll get this out a little bit more uh, clearer now. Okay, this doll, which inspired a comic strip of the same name, was modeled after the favorite plaything of an inventor's daughter. Was it Raggedy Ann, Snoopy, Skipper, or Garfield? This doll Whoa. was inspired uh, inspired a comic strip of the same name. Well, Anything, so Carly? You say doll, which makes me want to go Raggedy Ann. Okay. But... I don't know if that was a comic strip, so... Okay. Raggedy Ann, Snoopy, Skipper, or Garfield? I'm going to go with Garfield. Okay, what do you think there? Sure. What? You bet. Garfield. Okay. Yeah, no No, idea. Who's Skipper? Skipper? Yeah. That was a... uh, uh, Dolphin is Skipper. And uh, there's also no, a that dog name. Flipper. Flipper, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who Maybe Skipper, Skipper is. Maybe Skipper is a dog. I think it's Flipper. a dog. <laughs> okay, this doll was inspired a comic strip of the same name. It was a playthrough of the inventor's daughter was Raggedy Ann. Oh, it was. Okay. It was Raggedy Ann. Okay, there we go. I didn't know that that was a comic there's strip, a though. Comic strip? Maybe, yeah, that was a long time ago. Hmm. Interesting. So. I was Raggedy Ann once for uh, Halloween. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, My best cool. friend was Raggedy Andy. Oh, so. cool. Oh, that's fun. That's a, yeah? That is cool. That was really fun. All right. Head for the phone lines? Sure. Sounds All right. good. All right. We're going to talk to Donna. Donna has a question about a four-year-old cat that's pulling out hair. All right. Hi, Donna. Donna, how are you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Okay. Is this the only cat? No. I adopted two of them from a shelter. They're sisters. One's Calico. She's a short hair, black and white. Okay. And then how long have you had her? Four years. Well, well yeah. I'm sorry, three and a half. Okay. And then now, uh, is there any stress in this cat's life? Like, have you moved or somebody come to stay and live with you? Somebody left? Is Nothing. there any stress things? No. How's the doo-doo box doing? Great. She's okay. peeing and pooping. Okay. What food are you feeding? <laughs> um, I feed a combination. I mix three things together. She, um, <coughs> excuse me. She gets brums. Mm. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Is it? Bikini, brums, salmon, olive edge, and beyond green free. Okay. Is it all dry food? Is there any canned food? <coughs> I'm sorry. No, that's she okay. She gets beyond um, green free canned. Canned. Okay. Sounds good. And how long has she been pulling her hair out? It, a couple of years, and we took her to the vet, and they did a skin scraping and found nothing. Um, and it's mostly seasonal, mostly this time of the year. All right. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Wait, Dr. Where, where is she pulling the hair out from on her she body? She starts with her legs and then works up to her back. Okay. Um, so, you know, it used to be called psychogenic alopecia, <laughs> where it was, you know, thought that basically it's all in their head, this excessive grooming or barbering or whatever you want to call it. Um, but then it turned out that all these cats actually also have an underlying food allergy. So okay. I would come at it from both directions. Now, most people look at their cat and they're like, my cat, what do they have to be stressed about? <laughs> because they are stressed by the presence of another cat, right? Two cats under one roof is the Chinese symbol for stress. Yeah. Um, they're stressed by noises that they can't interpret, right? We can say, oh, that's the water softener kicking on. That's the sump pump kicking on. Cats have no idea what the heck these noises are. They're stressed by other cats who they can see from the window, uh, or wildlife, or whatever. Okay. So they have, uh, you know, they're stressed by odors, new furniture, new carpet, uh, things that off-gas, hairspray, air spray, cigarette smoke, uh, scented candles, potpourri. Cats are stressed by all these Essential things. Essential oils. Fluorescent lights. 
Yep, oh essential my. oils. <laughs> so, uh, dogs. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it, people. Yeah. So, so cats do have. I mean, they're they're little wild animals that we have decided to bring into our homes and make them live uh, completely artificial lives. And so they 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 are very stressed typically. So, one thing that I would do is separate out your foods. Okay, personally, I would ditch the dry foods, feed grain-free canned foods, but you need to have variety in the diet. But variety does not mean that you take three different foods and you mix them, one protein at a time, Okay. but a variety of proteins. Uh, one thing to interject here is that uh, most cats, there are a lot of cats nowadays, are getting a chicken allergy because chicken is in everything. So what you might want to try to do is make sure you get... Uh, canned grain-free canned foods with no chicken and uh, right. Nutrisource luckily because I have a cat that has a chicken allergy and so luckily Nutrisource came out with seven well they're not new new now but they got seven grain-free canned foods with no chicken so I okay. would try to rotate with with those right and so you need different brands different proteins and then like unfortunately you can't turn around and say well she really seems to like the chicken one so we're going to feed her those no 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 you have to force your cats to eat things that they're not totally in love with. Um, so that's one way to do it. So if you have two cats, then when you go to the pet food store, you get two cans of this, two cans of this, two cans of this, two cans of this, and don't get too much of any one thing. Right. Or they will start to boycott it. So that's part of taking care of the food part of things. The rest of that is some sort of whole food supplement. Um, Oh, what would be a good one for cats, Katie? I always think a missing link actually works, uh, oftentimes works very well for these cats. Mm-hmm. Missing link? Yeah, the yeah. missing link. Yeah, it's a, it's a powdered supplement, and basically it has kind of a pleasant, nutty flavor. And you just put a pinch of it on the cat's canned food every time you feed them. I oh, mean, you can mix it like with plain yogurt or canned pump. Just, just see what your cat will take it with. You know, that's right. the whole thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it has directions on the bag. It tells right. you how much to give. Right. And Is it okay to give her yogurt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, and then the other thing that I would do is uh, go to your human health food store, get yourself some rescue remedy, and put a drop of rescue remedy in the water bowl every day. Rescue remedy, okay. Yeah. So every day you, you, know, water. you scrub out your water bowl, you put out fresh water, put a drop of rescue remedy in the water. And that will just have a long-term effect. So rescue remedy is a combination of the five most common flower essences for stress and anxiety. And so over time, you know, the cats will dose themselves every time they take a drink. Do we have to worry about alcohol being in the rescue remedy? No, because you're only using it a drop at a time. That's why I use the ones with alcohol. Okay. Okay. Because it's just in there as a preservative, but it does give it a kind of a strong alcohol flavor. Okay. But hopefully if your dish is any decent size, you're just putting one drop in there. Right. Okay. So you should be all right. And this will be okay for her sister also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great. Yeah, nope. and then plus you're going to notice too by getting them off the dry food and into the grain-free, can- good canned foods, their coat is going to become awesome. They're good. if they're overweight, they'll come down to a good weight, and you yeah. won't even know where the cat sleeps anymore because there's not hair all over the place. Right, oh, and you're going to have a lot less doos in the box too. <laughs> yeah, um, putting out things like what I typically do is I'll alternate between coconut oil and butter, okay. and just leave those out on a little dish for my cats, so that the ones who like it can eat it if they want some. Yeah. Um, and that is helpful for them as a source of fat. But but that's just kind of a simple recipe for treating cats for these things. I mean, you might need to do something more than that, but that'll take care of your basics. Oh, that's so, great. So canned food, and boy, if you can introduce some raw food, that would be amazing. 
the easiest way to do that is to get raw food that's made for cats and just put a small amount of it, like maybe a teaspoon, under the canned food. So put the raw food in the dishes, put the canned food on top, don't try to mix them, and that will benefit your cats tremendously, even if it doesn't look like they're eating it. Yeah. So so raw food, I mean, can I get this at Chuck and Don's? or? Yeah. Go to the freezer section. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Great. Thank you. Because yeah, I don't know if it bothers her, but it's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll get, yeah. you'll, get it, you'll get it on the straight and narrow here. Yeah. yeah and it, and it, it, it's, I mean, all these things, you know, it takes some time. It's kind of a process to work your way back out of it because you're, you're not, um, you're trying to like change the cat, not necessarily change the environment. Right. Because we don't know what it is that this is a response to. Okay, wonderful. I appreciate your help. Okay, kiddo. You're good. You, you keep us posted, okay? Oh, will do. Thank you so Take much. Take care. Bye-bye. And how can they get a hold of you, Dr. Jess? Uh, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay, and now with, uh, with uh, Christmas coming up, you know, right away, what, what am I going to get? And think ahead here, instead of doing this a week before, you know, Christmas, what you're going to get. Okay, now some of the books that I, I, I would like you to keep in mind, you know, for uh, uh Christmas ideas for stocking stuffers or whatever. Okay, one is called a Canine Strategy Workbook by Eric Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. And that Canine Strategy Workbook is, a, if you guys have dogs that are very stressed, very um, worry warts, nervous Nellies, uh, need confidence building, this is a workbook for the person that owns that dog and it's really a cool book, okay? Because then we got Canine Body Language. If you want to understand what dogs are trying to say to us, how they hold their head, their ears, their tails, their whole body. It's Canine Body Language by Aloft, A-L-O-F-F. Okay, then shock to the system, and that will help you understand over vaccinations and what you should, what make you rethink, you know, what vaccination should I be doing with my pets, if ever again, or are they good for a lifetime? And shock to the system by O'Driscoll, capital O-D-R-I-S-C-O-L-L, is awesome book. Okay, now if you now with the cold weather coming, and you know we don't go outside as much because you start hibernating, especially if you're older. <laughs> but what a great book out there is called Ten Minute Dog Training Games. Ten Minute Dog Training Games by Sundance. It's about fourteen bucks online or whatever. And what that does, it has some dog tricks, it has some mini agility things that you can use around the house to exercise your dog. You know, muscle wise, and also, but the bigger thing is mental wise to get that dog thinking because uh, a dog that is is thinking is going to be tired and might want to take some naps, all right? Because everybody thinks they need to run and run and run their dogs. And the thing is, all you're doing is building an athlete. Let's mentally drain them and do some obedience work, some nose work, some trick work. Okay, and then also subscriptions to WholeDogJournal.com. It's an awesome, it's all holistic uh, on everything about dogs. And then DogsNaturallyMagazine.com. So those are two subscriptions that you can get for people that own dogs just because they'll learn so much in there. All right. That time. Okay. How many wagons did Radio Flyer continue to produce every day during the Great Depression? How many wagons Radio Flyer continued to produce every day during the Great Depression? 500, 1 million, 100, 1500. We'll be back. Hi. Hey, this is Katie Canine. Thanks for tuning in. Vikings play tonight at 7.20. They play the Packers. Okay, how many wagons did Radio Flyer continue to produce every day during the Great Depression? 500, 1 million, 100, 1,500. Um, 
This is every day during the Great Depression. 100. All right. What do you think there, Doctor? 1,500. Ding, ding, ding. 1,500 it oh. is. There you go. Every day, <laughs> wow. radio flyers. Can you imagine that's that? That's a lot. The, yeah, during the Depression, that's, yeah. that's huge. That's, that's a lot. That's huge. Yeah. They're very popular. Yeah, they I are, had a radio yeah. flyer. Then I took it down our hill. We lived on this hill that was, whoa, a wicked hill. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you break it? Uh, no. Well, no. I'm surprised like, I did not break something. something. Oh, no? man. I'll okay. tell you. Because we learned how to ditch it in a yard instead of, because you got going too fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a quick turn into somebody's yard to get on the grass and get stopped. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> you know what we used to do? We used to skateboard down a hill. Oh, no. And, and then when cars came up the hill, we would jump off the skateboard. The skateboard would go under the car, and you would jump back on it when it came out the other Get side. out of here. Oh, yeah. I think intercity kids do that. That's crazy. Say also, that was in San Francisco. <laughs> that is, oh, in San Francisco. Look at that. The big hills. They're cheap, messing around. Say, with, uh, now Thanksgiving is over. Now on to Christmas and the Christmas decorations. Okay, folks, if you got a young one that has not seen Christmas yet, be realistic here with your decorations. I would not decorate the tree all the way down, whether you got a dog or a cat. Don't put family heirlooms out so that in case it got broke, that you, you know, that you're not happy with your cat or your puffer, okay? Uh, you might want to forego some decorations this Christmas that you normally put up because to get, you know, to get your dog trained or the kitten, you know, done right. As far as uh, acclimating them to a tree, and what you, what I always do is create a space around the tree that the dog and the cat can't go into. If that's a boy. They get close enough to the to start getting too close to the tree, and it's usually about three foot around the tree. And so they start try to go into that three foot. Then what I do is I give them that. Pssst, uh, you know, for cats, and uh, I blast them with the water. And so pretty soon the cat doesn't want anything to do with that tree because every time he goes by the tree, man, he's getting that pssst. Pretty soon all I have to do is go pssst, and that cat's into the next room. Now with the dog, same thing. I use the word leave it. You know, as they're walking towards a tree, I'm not, ah, leave it, and I blast, ah. Leave it. So you say back off. Oh, very nice. And then redirect. Where's your ball? Let's go do this. Come over here. Be padded. Whatever. But I don't want them to even go and sniff or look at that tree because all of a sudden they're in the tree or they're grabbing something that are taking it off or you know what I mean. So that's the whole thing. Create that three foot space or like. I would call moat, <laughs> you know, around the tree. And so that's why then pretty soon what happens is that you want to teach that word, leave it. But you say and spray it first. Hey, pss, or that, you know, it's, and with the cat, you say and spray. Then pretty soon you just stagger it. You go, pss, and then if he doesn't back off, you use the water. And then with the dog, it's leave it and spray it the first, at the same time. Or you can use a shake can, you know, a pop can rinsed out, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it shut so as the dog goes towards the, 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 and that usually works for smaller dogs better, but shake the can, ah, leave it. And as soon as they, you know, turn and look at you, just go, thank you. And then redirect, where's your ball? Let's go over here, do it. But you want the dog and the cats to totally stay out of that tree. If you get a real treat, if you got a cat, me, I wish you luck. <laughs> Cause those cats want to get in there and they want to climb that thing. So another thing too, you want to make sure is that when you leave the house, where is your dog and your cat? Are they locked in the room so they can't get into the tree while you're gone? So you've got to set up your parameters. You've got to set, think, use good thinking as far as what ornaments are you going to put out. No tinsel whatsoever because the cats can get into that and swallow it. And that's really not good. One big major knot in their gut. Same with dogs. <coughs> and then another thing too is, um, 
Dogs that could pull ornaments off the tree, you know, those little wire hooks, they could swallow those and then you got problems. So, you know, I mean, it's a it's a collision course for for pets in Christmas. So you've got to really pay attention. All right. So know where your cat and your dog is at all times. If you choose to put up a big tree, maybe this year you just put up a table tree. You don't make a big folder all out of it. And most of your decorations are hung up. Like maybe you put uh, uh, all the lights you put on the tree, you put around the inside of your room or around windows and hang things from that that the dog or the cat can't get to. So. So think, don't just say, well, this is why we always done it. No, folks, that you got now you got to, you know, time to work on your relationship with your dog and get some obedience training in and get better manners. And then hopefully next year it's not going to be, you know, so you just got to play. Every dog is different, just like two legged ch- children. Of their first Christmas, you know, crawling into the tree, grabbing hold of the tree. You know, I mean, you're right on top of them. So you, you got to, you know, think, think, think. All right. Who's up? Okay, we have Cindy on the line, and Cindy has a question about her dog that has, like, loose teeth. All right. So she has a few questions about that. Okay. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for holding. Oh, thanks, Katie. Um, I have a seven-year-old toy poodle, Mm -hmm. male, and he has loose teeth on the side of his mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm wondering, do I have to have those pulled, or can they, will they just naturally fall out? Okay, so well, um, like, what do you mean? Right, you, you do you press on them and they wiggle, or did that yeah. tell you, or what? Yeah, um, if I press on it, it's like almost almost half off. Oh my! Okay. Yeah, I I didn't know that until I brought them in uh, just for a checkup for a vet. But um, and so I was wondering if I, you know, they have to what put them under and pull right. the teeth. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's usually what they got to right. do because you don't want, uh, <clears throat> bless you. <clears throat> you don't. You don't want if they're that loose. Yeah, there's uh-huh. a possibility that yeah they could come out on their own. But the problem is, is that they could also be uh, infections. You know, things that can okay. get underneath there into the root and stuff like that. My Ethel started out. Um, uh, she had just a deplorable teeth when I first got her. She's a three-pound toy poodle. And okay. so uh, the first t- time around, I think it wound up, they pulled like 13 or 14 teeth. Okay. And then two years later, the rest of them, they were, in fact, my, my vet didn't even charge me because all they did is push on them. And they, she said, technically, I didn't pull them. They just kind of fell out. <laughs> okay. So I had to pay for that, you know, anesthesia and such like that. But she didn't pull, charge me for actually pulling, pulling the teeth because they were, they literally just fell out. So what's your thoughts okay. on that though, Dr. Jess? Well, I think that also, um, loose teeth are painful. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like oh. if you have a loose tooth, that's true. You know, then sometimes, like, if you, right. yep. yeah, if you press down on it, there's a twinge, or if it wiggles and, you know, if a piece of food pushes it mm-hmm. too far the wrong way, there's a big twinge. So, you know, that can be, uh, it can be a okay. source of pain. And, um, you know, it kind of depends on the, the state of the gums. You know, the okay. thing, thing with animals is that the dentistry has to be done under anesthesia. And so it's kind of a big deal. And so any tooth that looks iffy is going to get extracted. Mm -hmm. Like you don't really have the opportunity to say, you know, hey, Katie, we're going to clean your teeth today. And then, you know, why don't you come back in three months and we'll look and see if the gums have reattached or something like that. With, with, With dogs and cats, it's sort of a slash and burn kind of dentistry. So any tooth that looks remotely weird is going to get pulled and then you end up with little toothless dogs and cats. Right. But on the other hand, it can be hard to to keep their teeth clean with natural methods. Mm. And so like if if the teeth are really loose, sometimes it's better just to have the anesthesia done, get it taken care of, and then kind of start with a clean slate Mm. and then focus on more preventive things that you can do if there are any teeth left. Okay, I will do that. 
Don't be afraid um, of a no a toothless dog or whatever. You know oh, that's the way my yeah. Ethel is. And yeah, when yeah. the only thing is, is they get older without the canines, their tongue starts coming out, <laughs> so they kind of look like a doofus because their tongue is right there. <laughs> but oh, that, you know okay. they can eat just fine. You know everything is just oh, soft. They can. Oh yeah, they can. Oh, they, yeah. they just they just kind of lick everything to death. You know, so I just make sure that uh, Ethel's food is uh, a consistency. I put a little bit of warm water in, whether it's the raw, the freeze dried, the dehydrated. That it's nothing that she has to chew on you know it's something that she can slurp all right okay. and so and then everything is fine she maintains good weight she's a happy little dog and you know that's just the way it is okay i will take care of that okay um i had a, a second question sure. um under his eyes he's a white poodle has um he's dark under the eye mm-hmm. you know it's it's I, I don't know what it's called if it's a um discharge from the eye or if it's just the fur is it a stain and, that it's runs down thing, from yes. the corner of the eye, down the cheek front? Yes. Okay. In both and eyes or one eye? I was wondering if... Both eyes. Okay. Yeah. And I was wondering, I've heard a product called Angel Eyes, or is it the diet? Is there... Um, yes. anything I can do to well, kind of... Yeah, it, it has to do with the with the immune system and with the diet. I would not use Angel Eyes because no. Angel Eyes is an antibiotic. Oh. It's, yeah. a, it's an... People don't realize it's Tylosin. It's an antibiotic. And so... Because it, because it works, people swear by this stuff. So if you feed your dog an antibiotic every day and the eye discharge clears up, that tells you that you can do exactly the same thing with a probiotic. And then oh, it's a lot okay. safer. But it does have to do with diet as the basis. What do you feed him? Uh, Nutrisource and then I um, dry food. And then um, I do give him some human food, chicken Great. and different things. Um, I'm going to start giving them, I heard, listen to your show, that pumpkin is good yep. for their stools. Oh, you bet. Okay. Yep. Now, my Ethel is a white toy poodle, no, the three-pounder. When I got mm-hmm. her, she had stains like you wouldn't believe. And so, and I tried that angel eyes, and then <laughs> I mentioned that to Jess, this is a while back. And she says that, you know, it's an antibiotic. And I said, well... And so she says, try feeding him just raw food and get him off that processed stuff. And that's exactly what I did. Pulled her off all the processed stuff. And she hasn't had stained eyes ever since. But at, at oh. each time that she got groomed, that stain went away because, you know, she got clipped more and clipped. But it wasn't restaining. You know what I mean? And so by okay. the time it rotated, that fur grew out enough for it all to be cut. There was no more stain. And she still, her face, the way she, I always, I comment with Ethel, Ethel eats with her face. So whatever she's eating, it is literally on her face, on her chin, on her jaw, on the side of her face. You know, she's only three pounds, so she doesn't have much of a face. So I mean, so anyway, but she has not had one tear stain since, since I took her off of all the processed food. And so anybody out there dealing with tear stains, and the way I look at it, your input here, Dr. Jess, if it's one eye, then there probably is a problem within the eye. But if it's both eyes doing the exact same thing, it usually means the diet. That if you get them off okay. the processed food, that in raw high chews, pig ears, processed foods, and you do the deep freeze dried and, uh, and raw, that will make a huge difference. And and, okay, and yeah. with, with Ethel, um, I have to give her pumpkin because the freeze dried and the raw, she was having a hard time pooping. You know what I mean? You could see she was constrained yeah. a little bit. I had to give her more fiber. So, right. But then how much, how much pumpkin do you give her? I give her probably uh, half a teaspoon. Right. Because oh, uh, what I find little, is that some, oh, okay. yeah, well, mine's some, a three pound dog. <laughs> right. But sometimes people are thinking that they're going to feed their dog a meal of pumpkin. No, no, yeah, no. No, no. So depending on like how big is your dog? Oh. Um, he's about t- 
11 pounds maybe. Okay, so so same thing, like half a teaspoon. Half okay, a hold teaspoon. on to that thought so we oh. can come back to it, okay? You okay, got to run to race. So hold on, don't don't go anywhere. Okay, what toy has been walking downstairs alone or in pairs since 1945? Snoopy, Slinky, He-Man, G.I. Joe. All righty then. Thank you for tuning in. We have Dr. Uh, uh, yeah, that person sitting over there, hey the other side over there. Not you, Carly, over here. Uh, Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet. How can they get a hold of you, Dr. Levy? Uh, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. All right. Okay, what toy has been walking downstairs alone or in pairs since 1945? Snoopy, Slinky, He-Man, G.I. Joe. Slinky. You, it's the Slinky. Slinky. <laughs> it's the Slinky. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one. Slinky, Slinky. Slinky, Slinky. I really, I get, I'm fascinated by those doggone things. They're super fun They're, they're not as heavy as they used to be. The, the you know the iron or not the iron the metal, the metal in it, yeah they're, they're real flimsy yeah. they don't walk nearly as well as the old ones no. that are heavy man those suckers you could send them down I think it's because they want you to buy multiple there you go I don't know it's crazy they're becoming smarter no, yeah the, they know they just you, make yeah. things cheap that's <laughs> yeah well that too hey and, uh, also another thing uh, in uh, uh, that you got to do now within this week here. Is that I, I was just reminded because I just saw Marilee last week. She stopped up at uh, Atlas Pet Supply in Arden Hills. And anyway, uh, she does Christmas ornaments and they're plastic. And so you don't have to worry about breaking the dang thing. And they're good size. And she would does pet portraits on these bulbs. And to say they walked off that, or I mean, it looks like it was, you give her a picture of your pet. It could be an iguana. It can be a dog, a cat, a horse. It could be anything. And then she, I mean, she did one for me for Gilligan. It's on my website. If you go to my website and scroll down, on, go to radio, uh, go to the links, uh, go to radio show topics and scroll down. And then Gilligan's picture is there. That's what, what he looked like when I first got him. But anyway, but in, or if you got you want to do one the uh, pets now that you have, or you know you got somebody you're not sure what to buy, that this would be a good one, a, a Christmas ornament. Go to Pet Portraits by Merrily M E R I L E E dot com, or it's on Etsy. Uh, it's called Bright Jelly Dash Pet Portrait Ornaments. All right, but yeah, I really think you. Oh, what she does the the, and it usually takes her a couple weeks to do it. So you, this isn't something. This is something you got. If you're gonna do it, do it now. You can also just go to my website by going to mytalk1071.com. Go to Katie's show page, and then uh, go to my website, and then go under radio show topics to scroll, scroll down, and you'll see Marilee's link there. But she goes through Etsy. It's called Bright Jelly. Okay, uh, pet portraits, ornaments, and uh, uh, the work she does is you have to check it out because it, it looks like they're. Good, they're they're gonna walk right out of the bulb, and, the, and when I first got it, I thought it was glass. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna kill it! I'm gonna kill it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna die in my hands. And when I went to pick it up, I, I didn't ask her that. It, I just assumed it was glass, and I didn't ask you. And when I went to pick it up, I'm like. Oh, it's plastic. It's plastic. It will always live. <laughs> so Pet Portraits by Marilee. This this gal has got a phenomenal. I mean, like I said, she will also do people, but her forte is cats and dogs and horses. She's just she gets the eyes. You know, and have you you know, have you ever seen portraits done of animals? It's the eyes. Mm-hmm. The mo- you could have the most perfect, the body, the muscle tone and everything, and then you come to the eyes and the eyes don't have it. The eyes is what makes the, them them come alive and you know pop off. So so that does so you could do Christmas ornaments, but you have to do it now because you know she's got to, you know yeah it takes a while for her to do it. You know a couple of weeks, so you want it for in time for Christmas, all right? Okay, who are we up to? Oh, we got to go back to Cindy. Yes. Okay, Cindy, you were there. 
Okay, Cindy? Hello? Yes. Okay, there you go. Okay, what we, we ended up on, you were talking, uh, Dr. Jess? Oh, I was talking. I, I think you kind of answered the question about the angel yeah. eyes and the diet okay. and all of that. That's yeah. Real, oh. Very helpful. Okay, and so that. then we're going to change the diet, right? Change the diet. Change add, the diet. Yeah, and add a probiotic. And so. add a probiotic. Okay, yeah. and then I'm assuming that will kind of help. His stools are a little, not hard, hard, but a little firmer. Okay. So the... Then um, that's where it's, the, it's okay for them to be firm. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. if it looks like they're, you know, yes. like they're having a hard time, you then get the, no, you know, they need more, yeah. f- they need more fiber. Okay. More fiber. Well, okay. that's where the pumpkin comes in or any kind yeah, of squash. But, okay. the, but that's like, if you're seeing something that you think looks like constipation, but the thing is normal dog poop is actually hard and dry and small. Oh, okay. and oh, so that's why okay. sometimes people watch their dogs poop. And if the poop just starts to slide out of your dog like it's on a conveyor belt <laughs> that i don't know how normal that is like it's okay to oh. press a little bit okay. it's okay for your dog to drop a couple of nuggets walk a few feet, feet drop, drop another yep. couple of nuggets yep. like that's okay yep. it shouldn't okay. it should not flow out of your dog right okay. and, and if you imagine look at your dog's poop and if your dog poops on pavement the poop should crack when it hits the pavement. It should be that dry. Really? For a dog? Oh, okay. Yeah. I never thought of that. You know, I never clean up dog poop at my house. Well, yeah, no, but you all feed totally right. raw, so hmm? so yours going to be... Right, be, yeah, uh, because I feed raw. And so right. the, the first day my dogs poop out these hard little nuggets, by the next day, if I even find it, it has turned white because mm-hmm. of the amount of bone in their diet. Mm-hmm. And by day three, it disintegrates. Oh, yeah. yeah I know Just that. It's kind of gone. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah so you might want to by, by changing that and get her off the processed foods, and that means no raw high tooth pig ears or anything like that. Okay, use veggies okay. all kinds. You know, broccoli. Give her a carrot to chew on. You know, give her a cucumber okay. to chew on. Uh, you know, do do stuff like that. All right. And so okay. uh, so then the healthy stuff and like the, so those, those tear stains. Like I said my Ethel. I think it was by the third grooming, her hair had grown out enough. You know, so and she gets groomed every eight weeks. And so the, by the third grooming, there was just uh, pure white. There was all the all the stains oh. have been cut mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. and she was not restaining anymore. Okay, right. But oh, we, remember, okay. we ran into that lady at the at the Lina Lakes pet well, Lina Lakes. Now I don't know. Is that some dog show? And she was a Westie breeder, mm-hmm. and she had put her dogs on raw food, and her do- all the tear staining went away, and you know she never had to deal with it going into the show ring. Right. Perfectly snowy white west right. just the way they're supposed to be. But see, but oh. if it's stained, they, you, what gets the stain away is by grooming them, not yourself. Right, but, right. You know, it, take, not take, it takes time to grow out in the right. fur. Right, right. That's exactly what I was talking about. Yep. Okay. Okay. Will that help you, kiddo? Yes. Really learned a lot. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. You have a great one. Take right. care. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye now. All right. Uh, who's up next? Okay, so we have Anne on the line, and she just kind of wanted to keep the conversation going about dental care for dogs. I believe she had a few questions that she would like clarification for. Excellent, excellent. Okay, dental care is on the table. Hi there, Anna. Or Anne, sorry about that. Yep, hi, Katie. Um, Say, I have a five-year-old Labradoodle, and he has quite a bit of tartar or plaque on his, you know, big teeth. Mm -hmm. And I haven't regularly brushed his teeth. And the dent or the vet was recommending that I get his teeth cleaned where they put him under anesthesia, and I don't really want to do that. And I was just wondering if you have any thoughts on that. Okay, what's your thing, Doctor Jess? Because personally, I, I, you know, uh, go ahead. 
No, dive in. No. You're on a roll. Well, we were talking about, because I got all my, I've never had to de- deal with uh, dental issues on all my dogs. They all have pearly white teeth, but they also got bones, you know, to, you know, raw butcher bones and chew on. But my Gilligan, my 10 pounder, his teeth, he's also got some bad breath too, but his teeth on one side are whiter than the teeth on the other side. And then Jack, Jess was mentioned that maybe he's out of alignment and, you know, his jaw's out of alignment. So he's chewing wrong or different, you know, and so they're not matching up. So that's what I was, uh, I'm going to take Gilgit mm-hmm. in for an adjustment. Uh, but like I said, I've never had to deal with tissues. And I don't have the time to brush my dog's teeth, all right? And like I said, out of all the dogs I've had, I've never had to. And Gilgit is the first one. And mm-hmm. so, because he gets raw, you know, freeze dried, um, the occasional uh, Nutrisource can, you know, here and there, provide a can. But otherwise, like, so, uh, so I didn't make, didn't make any sense to me. But, you know, it's, uh, a lot of it is genetics. As far as, you know, just like human teeth, no matter how you take care of them, sometimes your genetic, you know, is not good. (laughs) So, but go ahead. Right. But uh, um, a big part of it is dietary. And so, you know, barring things like loose teeth and teeth that have root exposure and problems with the gums, if there's any inflammation in the gums or swelling of the gums, a lot of times that's actually about the immune system and not so much about the teeth. But I have five dogs. I do not brush their teeth. There's no way I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, and so what I do is I feed them raw food. I feed my dogs a diet of raw, meaty bones. And so what this means is that, like tonight, they're going to have duck wings. This morning, they had chicken thighs. You know, before that, they had duck necks and turkey necks and mm-hmm. um, pork brisket and ham hocks. Um, so I feed my dogs things like that. And so then every time they eat, every time your dog crushes down into a bone, and these are bones that they can consume. So they eat the entire thing. Uh, every time they crush down into a bone, the bones are scraping against their teeth. And consequently, my dogs always have perfect teeth. Yep. That's why cats that are outdoor cats that are chewing, you know, that are eating birds and mice, as they're eating that, they're, you know, they're crunching the bones and that it keeps their teeth yeah, clean. Yeah, and they always have perfect teeth. Right, and that's why indoor cats, totally indoor, that don't have an opportunity to chew on things like that, a bird or a mouse, that they wind up having a lot of teeth problems because they were not utilizing their, you know, their teeth. And so... Yeah, and so so that's pretty much how you keep your dog's teeth clean, uh, you know, the do-it-yourself version, is to get the dog to do it themselves by having them eat raw bones. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. Um, do you know if do those dental sticks work at all? Um, I don't know. I would never feed my dogs those things because yeah. I read the ingredients and I'm like, yuck, I would not eat those. Okay. Thank oh. you so much. Okay, you bet, Goodbye. kiddo. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. American children spend about 6.3 billion hours per day doing what? Sleeping, reading, riding bikes, coloring. Hello, hello. Yep, the Skitty Canine Show. Okay. American children spend about 6.3 billion hours per year doing what? Sleeping, reading, riding bicycles, or coloring. What do you think? Watching TV. Watching TV? Coloring. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Carly's got it. (laughs) Yes. Coloring. (laughs) Because half of the time it's at school. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. No, I uh, uh, coloring. (laughs) Coloring is so much fun. You know what? I got this app for my phone. Uh Uh-oh. It is a color by number app. Did you get Sandbox? I don't even know what it's. No, I don't think it's called Sandbox. It's a color by number app, and I'm obsessed with this thing. It is so much fun. Because that's what Sandbox is. It's a color by... (gasps) 
Color by number app. Uh, oh, maybe I need another app. Yeah. Oh, it's really fun. When I do all the pictures in this one, I I'll prefer have to, do to the other just one. sit down with those cool books. That, you know, those doodle yeah, art books yeah. and just ding around. Those are fun though, too. I've been thinking about getting those since I've become obsessed with color by number. Well, you got me a really. But they, do they tell you what color to put where? I kind of no. like that part. Yeah, but no, no, no. <laughs> you, don't like, you don't like to have to think. Visualize what you're going to do. Yeah. I'm like, just tell me which ones are supposed to be brown and I'll make them brown. No, no, no. Okay, no, so, Ka- no so Katie, guys. so I have a question for you. Okay. So, you know, as we are coming up on the season of giving yeah. and lots of people, in, in spite of what we might recommend, lots of people are going to get uh, puppies. Yep. For Christmas, or yeah. you know, in the, or you promise the kids, you yeah. know, after the holidays, we'll get a puppy, that yeah. kind of thing. And so, what I see a lot are people coming in, and because Minnesota has some weather in winter, <laughs> you think, or because you know, sometimes people get small dogs, or because your dog is like really tiny as a puppy. So, what people will do is they start by training the puppy to pee in the house on piddle pads or wee wee pads or whatever mm-hmm. they call them, right? Or some people will train their puppy to pee on the deck because they don't want to go down those slippery icy yep. steps and then in in my mind this this creates a monster because then like for one thing if your dog is trained to on piddle pads then there's no control over when they're going to deposit um and then and then a lot of times people will say well you know but when the weather gets nice we'll then that's when we'll train them to potty outside because also it is super cold out there. And when I have to get up first thing in the morning and the puppy has to go potty right away, I myself am not going out there. Yeah. So, Katie, what do you think about all this? Uh, well, first of all, piddle pads, folks, please don't do it. You're giving your dog a license to go potty in the house, providing they hit the piddle pads. It's just like pa- paper training. All right. So what? Because it, in reality, you're going to wind up re- potty training your dog twice. If you have them, you know, use the pitter pads or the deck, then spring comes and now you want them to go outside. And many dogs with the piddle pads, you have to take the piddle pads outside because that's what they're used to potty it on. All right. So you got to take them out there, put it on the grass because now they don't know what grass feels like. Remember, it's been winter. And, and so they're used to going outside and feeling the snow. But then all of a sudden, what's the prickly, t- st- prickly stuff underneath my pads? You know how you got to be relaxed to go potty? <laughs> all of a sudden, they feel that, you know, uh, that d- turf and, and they're looking for snow you know puppies uh, into spring are looking for those little miniscule little patches of snow to go potty on because that's that's what their feet are used to feeling it's just like let's say you uh, you have to go potty on and you got a nice push cushy uh padded toilet seat okay well mm. then all of a sudden it broke and somebody just puts a regular toilet seat on and you go to sit down and you go excuse me <laughs> my butt is not used to this <laughs> and so that's just like with dogs with the feeling under their feet that's why they will always potty on r- rugs the ratio to rugs to uh, hardwood floor or whatever could be phenomenal there could be one rug in the house with you know 2,000 square feet of, of floor and they will hit that rug every time or hit that carpet because they their, they their paws get on it and they start feeling very comfortable, very relaxed. And guess what? Ding, there it goes. All right. And so that's what the piddle pads. And then, but now uh, some people, like I say, they, they're hoping the dog will hit the piddle pads, but some dogs get lazy and just like, I ain't going over there. I'm going to go right here. Because <laughs> you basically got them doing the piddle pads. So then uh, same thing now with uh, the deck. Okay, fine. That, But come spring, now you've got to retrain the dog to go potty, go down those stairs, get out into the yard. So it just depends on what kind of crap fest you want to make for yourself. So that's why I would just say, you know, make your area, you know, that like outside the front to the side and just bring the dog to that. Make it 
so that they can at least are going outside and not inside. And then eventually as it warms up, then you can eventually change the potty area to where you really do want it. But at least you got them off the deck and you got them off the piddle pads. Right. Because it makes sense, too, especially if you have a male dog. Eventually, they're going to, you know, first when they're puppies, they squat. But eventually they're going to lift their leg. And I think when you lift your leg, your aim is probably a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Than when you're, and the dog could be on the piddle pod, piddle pad, yeah. but then if they lift their leg, the pee is going to go someplace see, else. Some dogs, if they get neutered before they start lifting their leg, they will always be squatters and occasionally right, lift, the, occasionally lift their leg, but we don't know. And that's a very good, where they use train to the piddle pad, all of a sudden the leg starts coming up and now they're nailing the couch, the couch, the wall, the baseboards, things like that. Oh my Because they're no longer squatting. They are lifting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just always think, okay, you are training your pet to pee in the house. Yeah, but another thing to add to this, uh, dogs, puppies uh, in the winter months, I do have puppy classes up at Katie's Canines, but uh, that you have to make sure that you build their confidence, number one, and you have to go, get find people that where they have a dog. Uh, like I say, you get a puppy and your puppy gets along with my dogs. You come over to my house for a play date and I come over to your house for a play date. So the mm-hmm. dog, get, the puppy gets off the territory, gets into new territory, is learning to be friendly with other dogs outside of the pack yeah i don't care if you have dogs in your pack no that, that's their pack they need to learn to be friendly out with a, a one or two dogs outside of their pack okay so that they know how the right signs to you know to become friends <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that's why like i don't believe in doggy daycare or uh, dog parks for puppies under six months never and boot camp for puppies never uh, because the thing is is that that the boot camp what happens is the dog is bonding to that trainer and not to you there's a lot of bonding between that eight weeks that you get them to that six months that is necessary mm-hmm. for a good relationship in the long run with a puppy so so that's why, like I said, you just, uh, you gotta, you gotta look at the big picture because I've seen so many people that get dogs or pups like December, January, February. And then when April, May hits, all, you know, we all come out of our shells and the parks are busy, the streets are busy. And the dog is like, whoa, what is all this congestion? And it just blows their mind and they freak out. And so that's why you want that social skills, you know, with one or two play buddies outside of the pack that they have a fun time with. They don't get pummeled. Okay. And then, like I say, going for car rides and you know just getting out and about and not just being stuck at home that's so important yeah what was this new book you're telling me about the canine strategies Mm -hmm. okay yeah what is that and now i can't find it canine strategies workbook yep canine strategy workbook and you can get that like i just got it online is what i got it but anyway so it's a workbook that you can work through to help build the confidence and everything of your dog so canine strategy and i now i like i said oh sure i put everything away here and i know I, I don't have it close okay let's uh, what do we got oh never mind yeah we, we're running out of time tell, tell whoever that, that they can i did okay call, yep. yeah, call me up at uh but i do want to give you guys a update someone called in and they said that um they called last week okay and um the dog was having like really bad diarrhea okay you told her to do canned pumpkin yeah. just like you were like do the pumpkin yeah she said within two days the yeah. dog was perfect again oh, good. so good, good, just good. a heads up it Yay. works guys it works yes it does Yay. okay it's called canine strategy workbook 
by Eric Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. Okay, that's a, a heads up for for everybody to just help with their puppies and just dogs that are either fearful, over energetic, trying to get them to calm down, anxiety. They, you know, it's a workbook that you work through. It's not you just read the book. You they have you answer questions and do exercises. Right, that sounds like really that. good. I'm going to do that for Chico, mm-hmm, yeah, my little puppy mill rescue dog. Yeah. And then I have another dog who um. I got off a of Craigslist and she's a super nice dog, but like, you know, we had family over on the holiday mm-hmm. and she's very suspicious of strangers mm-hmm. and spends all her time, you know, barking at people, mm-hmm. even though they weren't paying attention to her. They right. weren't trying to pet her. They were playing with the other dogs. Right. But she's very freaked out. I probably also need to take her to class with yeah. you. You have so. to desensitize. You got some desensitizing. I'll be seeing you in class in the new year. All right. That sounds like I do. And plus, uh, folks, I do consultations. You can call, uh, go to my website. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to the Katie K9 show page. You can get on my Katie K9 Facebook where I fa- post a lot of nice articles. And then um, and then you can do consults. It's only $35 for a consult if you need help. So, And one thing I wanted to wait till the very end here. Um, I, uh, uh, Friday, unfortunately, I had to put my Zelda down and, uh, damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Oh uh, yeah. She had uh, bone cancer. Oh, and no. so this show today was in memory of her. Oh, I didn't yeah. wait long enough. <laughs> Music, please. But, okay, talk, Jess. How can yeah. I get a hold of you? Uh, through my website <laughs> at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. It's, it's like no matter how many dogs we have, it's always... They take a piece of your heart. Yeah, and it's always like the end of an era when they pass on. Yep. You know, such a part of our lives. Yep, I had her for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, to Zelda. A, <laughs> to Zelda. This show is dedicated to Zelda. Zelda. To Zelda. Have a great week, folks, and go Vikes tonight. We're going to win over the Packers. Bye-bye.